We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to our post-draft reactions. We did have some slight technical difficulties towards the end of the podcast, but either way, hope you enjoy. Let's jump in. Good morning and welcome to New York. I'm Gabe Ibrahim. This is Dan Amatia. We're in Dano's house because we just watched the WNBA draft last night. I was lucky enough to come up here from D.C., stay with my buddy, and got to see the draft. I thought we had a great time, man. What would you think? Well, one, I want to thank you for calling this a house. Oh, um, it's, an, it's, a, it's a New York house. It's a very, very small apartment. Um, but, dude, what a time. What a time. Uh Saw some surprises, saw some uh, saw some long-term plays by some teams mm-hmm. that we'll get into, uh, saw some great fits. Uh, people were dressed to the nines. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, just, I love the draft in New York. It's just, it's, it, may, it means something. No, it really does. And like you've, like this city, yes, it, it is, as we said yesterday, it's the most uncomfortable city in the world. Uh, we're going to, let's talk general. You said that. General vibes of the draft. And I stand by it. General vibes of the draft. We had to stand for the entire time. Um, so, you know, by the mid first round, my back was locking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like we needed to stretch. We we did not work out properly to get ready for the draft, I think. Yeah, I haven't worked out in like two months. Uh, <laughs> but I will say the views that we had, I mean, we, we, we stood in the spot. We had it. We get to watch uh, Holly Rowe do her walk around. Um, I yes, see a did. lot of complaints on Twitter about that. Uh, what, I mean, one, we could barely hear in inside the draft room uh, what Holly was saying. But uh, generally, just from the vibes I get on Twitter, that people don't like it. Uh, it, uh, it sets everyone up to fail, right? <laughs> like the, the, That's a situation that is not good for anybody. Um and I don't think uh, they should do that again. But yeah, it was pretty cringy in this. Just like, why are we sitting around walking? Like, let's just get to the draft. And um, it was really difficult, obviously, because you couldn't hear the, the what was being said. So it wasn't like yeah. we had any idea what was happening or any context. So yeah, I thought the walk around was weird. We don't need to do that next year. We could just we could just talk hoops, guys. As as we always say on this podcast, let's just talk hoops. That's what we're all about. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was a, it was a it was a little. Uh, awkward and as phoenix said though to get back to the general uh stuff zaya killed the fit oh yes she clutch performer clutch performer that's what we've been saying all year yes that's true you did call that out last night um but to me all the gamecocks looked so damn good everyone looked oh my god yeah like every fit was was beautiful stunning fun um uh my favorite was like being right by kim no Malky. yes she goes up to alexis morris and was like who's that sexy girl <laughs> i mean amazing oh my god kim Mulkey had a great time everyone had a great time we yes. had we saw so we saw all the coaches uh i think the, the coach who had the most fun may have been terry mormon 
seeing Grace Berger go seven stay in Indiana. She was so loud right next to well, us. You were awesome. right. You were right next to her. So when she screamed, did you get like shocked or anything? I mean, I, it was loud. I I kind of saw her coming up, and she was like behind. So we were we were standing next to uh, Bill uh, Bill Fennelly from Iowa State, Kelly Harper from Tennessee. Gino Ariema briefly walked in front of the commissioner's teleprompter, oh, yes. causing a, a small panic uh, because he was late because he's Gino. Um, and, and so that was very, very funny. And then, uh, yeah. So then but I heard her coming up. So I was like, okay, someone's going to come up behind me. I better be ready. And then she just like fist pumped and went crazy. I loved it. That's exactly what the draft's all about. No, I mean, that was, that was straight up beautiful. Um, how can you not love Terry Murray? No. Yeah. Great coach, great person, uh, and Grace is staying in Indiana. Every, Indiana, big win for the state of Indiana last night. Big win for the state of Indiana. And speaking of, that's a great segue into their biggest win. Uh, Aaliyah Boston, first overall pick to Indiana. We knew it was coming. Yeah. Uh, we've known it was coming all season since they, the uh, Fever won the draft lottery. And she's going to be the centerpiece of their defense and hopefully the centerpiece of their franchise going forward i mean i i kind of feel like for us leah's got lost in the draft shuffle just because it's been so known that she was going to be the first overall Mm -hmm. pick but now that we've had a second to think you know about what she's going to do in indiana what do you think her impact could be this just this season for the fever i i mean i i think they have a lot to to work on discipline wise defensively i think that's where she's going to come in and bring uh bring that i mean because it's it's probably a staple of her game i mean you know what you're going to get you're going to get effort you're going to get size versatility on the defensive end she can switch uh i mean obviously the level of competition is going to be a lot higher mm-hmm. than what she's seen in college but uh i love the fit i mean it's kind of a piece they needed i mean they got a lot of size with her smith uh Anxler. like mm-hmm. i mean they could be they could have some really fun lineups uh with this squad um, and seeing them have so many draft picks over the years, it's it's exciting to to finally get that that big center that a lot of teams need. Yeah, and like getting that and getting a post presence, like they're they're getting someone who can um, develop with them too. And you know, you see what Asia Wilson did for mm-hmm. Las Vegas. That's the kind of impact they're hoping to have. Um, you know, we're gonna see we're gonna see how long it takes her to get there. But I mean, I, I've said it a few times. Like, I just think she's the type of player who's gonna figure out every challenge in front of her. Mm. Um, and I think she is going to develop a little bit more in the post and, and hopefully she develops a little bit more from the perimeter. And I, I think she's the type of player that can do that. And like you're saying, like, I like it. I like what Indiana has now. You, you look at the core they have, Melissa Smith, Queen Egbo, Emily Angsler, the young players along with Kelsey Mitchell, who's also at the draft. Um, stud. Stud, who refused to tell us who Indiana was picking. Which I thought was ridiculous, but I think she gave some hints. She gave some hints. She, yeah, so she it's was like, sarcastic hints. She she was having fun on that when we went to go visit the uh, the Empire State Building. But you know, she she's going to fit in pretty well with them. And now it's just a matter of how these players develop, and then kind of the surrounding talent around them. And I, I think it's really cool that Destiny Henderson and Aaliyah Boston yeah. get to reunite after winning a title together. That's the last time they played together. So that's going to be a really fun reunion. And yeah. Good for Indiana. Lynn Dunn getting it, getting it done. Lynn Dunn getting it done. Okay, uh, Miami Hurricanes legend, by the way. Make sure it's make sure it's with that. Lynn Dunn gets it done. I don't yeah. know something. There's something there. We're, there's something there. Lynn, we'll call we'll call your people. But we got we hey we got seven minutes into the podcast before I mention Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big big win for us. We're get we're getting there, folks. On a Tuesday. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, you know, Boston. It, it's there's not that much more to be said because we know how good she yeah. is. We just want to see her in the WNBA at this point, and we get to see it. It was a wonderful moment for her and her family and just everyone there. I mean, it was just, again, the general vibes, amazing all around. Yeah, she had so much, like, just radiating happiness. Mm-hmm. Like, of, of, of all the players, maybe Haley Jones was kind of the same way, but, like, just Aaliyah was smiling the entire day. Like, yeah. It was it was awesome. Um, so, so happy for her. It was on Good Morning America today. We didn't watch oh, yeah. it. We got coffee. Yeah, we take a coffee. We're pretty tired. Yeah. We're pretty tired, but it's okay. Um, moving, moving on. You want to get on to the, we're just gonna go through the first like three picks because I think they're all um, important and interesting, and I think they went the way that I expected. Yeah. So I like to take a victory lap. Shouts to Gabe's mock draft for telling you how those first three picks would go. Diamond Miller to Minnesota. Gabe's mock draft. Yeah, Gabe's, Gabe's mock. I mean, uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into kind of the meaty pick at three, but Diamond, um, like. I've been on Team Diamond for a while. Um, I 
I mean, I think she has about as much potential as anyone in this draft. Uh, so much versatility, so much length, uh, scores at all three levels, not all three levels well yet, but, but I love her and the fit with this team. I don't know if she's going to crack the starting lineup. Maybe like she plays, I mean, it's a weird funky lineups they can do with diamond, uh, diamond, Kayla, uh, aerial powers. I mean, this team can run. Oh yeah. Like they're going to links are going to be fun. Oh yeah. And, and I mean, especially, you know, still retires, right? Yeah. And now they I mean, put together maybe one of the best transition teams in the WNBA, like you mentioned, with Diamond and Ariel and McBride and Tiffany Mitchell, who's who's going to be battling for that three spot with Diamond, hypothetically, and then Nafisa Collier at the four. Forget about her sometimes. Right? Yeah. Really, though? You yeah. do forget about Nafisa. Yeah. And I, I mean, like, think that might be one of the best small ball lineups in, in the league right now. I mean, like we're getting ahead of ourselves. We haven't seen Diamond play no. a minute of WNBA ball yet. But uh, if there was someone I was like, you know, putting a lot of my eggs into one basket, it'd be her. Uh, was there any inkling of anyone that you thought might go to the links? No, no. Because no. honestly, you know what happened um, for us when we were standing there? It was like Diamond's family was behind us. So yeah. you're only allowed to have three people at the table with you. So it was Diamond and her parents and then one of her brothers. And she had uh, two other brothers and... I mean, two, one brother and two sisters who are right behind us, and they and they, and they start getting all excited when pick two came. So I was like, "Oh, okay." So we kind of ushered them to the front so they could take pictures of, of Diamond as she got picked, um, and you know, you could see the cameras on her, and it was just so I, I knew what then, yeah. but then it was also like I kind of felt like there was no there was no way you could not take a player who has so much athleticism, mm-hmm. uh, so many gifts with the ball in her hands on the perimeter. Yeah, her shooting. It's not there. Maybe it never gets there from three, but she can do so much else with the ball and so much on the defensive end that she's going to fit in with Cheryl Reeve's system. And man, I just thought about that, you know, small ball lineup yeah, that it's fun. McBride powers Mitchell Collier as a, as the five Miller as a four or however you want to put those guys. That's really tough lineup to stop. Yeah. I mean, you give up a lot uh, rebounding, but if you can't stop them from scoring, what are you going to do? No, and, and Diamond's a really good rebounder, and Nafisa's a great rebounder, yeah. and you could get away with that, hypothetically. Yeah. As Magic Johnson says, you have to score more points than the other team to win a game. Yes. The game is and always is. It always was about buckets. Uh, Magic Magic had a tweet storm, I believe. I don't remember. He did congratulate Bree Beal. I'm not sure he congratulated any of the other sports picks, but Magic, thanks for hanging out. Yeah. Thanks for coming, Patrick. Um, so that, I mean, Diamond is going to be a, an interesting fit there. Why is my Twitter in Japanese all of a sudden? Yeah, well, that's... The, Shouts to Elon, man. That's uh, that's on you, I guess. But um, <laughs> I I will say, seeing seeing the, the fist bump from Gabe Ibrahim, I don't know if we, we caught it on TV, but when Matty Seagrass got picked third. Um, I called it. I was a little surprised. Uh then again, like, I don't really know how to kind of evaluate what Dallas is doing. And I don't really know what their plans are long-term outside of building around Enrique. Uh, but I mean, you're getting a proven score. Um, you're getting somewhat size, but Maddie Seagrass is 6'1". Um, and, a, and a player who's had to do so much for the last four years to to finally be able to kind of be a, a role player on this squad potentially and I I I have high hopes for Maddie Seagrass. Oh yeah. No, I, I think um you know yeah we we've we've all said it right like what is Dallas's plan? Um apparently their plan in this draft was to get white shooters. <laughs> said it. <laughs> said it. <laughs> every single one of their draft picks was white and every single one of them could shoot. I I may probably just a coincidence um, but Dallas, you know, they do they did lose Marina Mabry. And I guess you do need, you know, six shooters to try to replace her because you just kept stacking up these picks. Uh, and Maddie being the first one. And Maddie was the one that I thought really fit with what they're trying to do. I mean, you look at um, where this team is. They don't have a ton of shooting um, anywhere, really. I mean, just Sobley has the hypothetical shot that we haven't really seen Burton her shot came around, but she's not necessarily a shooter at the point guard position. Tosh Howard can shoot three is not her game. And then uh, Tierra McCowan just doesn't step outside the paint. So now you're looking at this team that doesn't have a ton of shooting 
can use a bench score, someone to handle the ball on the bench, and just like a secondary scoring option to attack from the other side of Arike. Um, I think Maddie's going to give them that along with that shooting, so she can be on the floor a little bit more yep. with Arike and kind of you know help on the backup lineups and play with all of Dallas's talent. I just think she's had, she's a really versatile fit for what they're trying to do, and they have enough defensive talent, I think, to kind of cover for yeah. her in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's valid, and I mean, I mean they. It's weird seeing a team essentially get three straight picks because yeah. of a trade, which we'll get into. We later. will talk about that. But yeah, I mean, if you if you think about kind of the ceiling of Maddie, um, I I really can't put put context to it. I could be amazing, like could be an absolutely amazing player if she develops a handle and and other ways to score. Because like we said with you know, Aliyah Boston going up against much tougher competition. Um, you're not going to be scoring uh, a thousand points a season. Um, but Maddie has tools and, and all different types of mm-hmm. shot creation that a lot of players don't come into the league with. And, and I think, you know, the, the stuff she's had to go through at Villanova of, of holding, you know, that production load is, is going to be great for her. And, and you get to play alongside one of the, best shot creators in the league right now. Um, so it could be fun. I mean, I want to stay optimistic with Dallas. That's what I want to do. <laughs> oh, I'm optimistic. I'm just, there's a pattern with their draft picks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's shooting. Shooting was the pattern. Shooters. Shooters. Um, no, but I, for Maddie, yeah, you're, the ceiling point's interesting because, like, do you see her as an all-star? Do you see her as a role player? You know, to me, I think her game, and, and don't get me wrong, folks, listen to what I'm about to say, has the stylings of an Elena Deladon. And that's someone that she said, like, I watched a lot of her to, to kind of pick up some of her moves, some of her fadeaways, kind of has the stylings of that. So how do you deploy that in a package that's smaller than Elena Deladon, right? Like, yeah. does that is that a type of player who can become an all-star? Because I think, you know, we didn't say this with the first two picks, but I think Aaliyah Boston, we think her ceiling is probably defensive player of the year, you know, someone who can get into the MVP yeah. conversation with development. Diane Miller, I think she's can be an all-star ceiling. I think she's yeah. a starter most likely. Yeah. And then with Maddie, it's kind of like, you know, more all over the place. Yeah. 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 Uh definitely a, a probably a lower floor than the other two. Mm-hmm. But um I really like that Deladon comp um just in a smaller package. Uh and anytime someone says Deladon, um you can't help but smile and think mm-hmm. about one of the greatest players yeah. I've ever seen. Um I mean, and same thing, versatile score, uh, like incredible footwork, incredible touch. That's yeah, Maddie's Maddie probably has the best touch of anyone that's yes, yes. Like it's it's such a weird concept um of just evaluating someone's touch with the ball, but like she catches everything and she makes ridiculous shots. So yeah, I like it. Oh, I like it too, and I think it really fits in with their their surrounding talent. So love I like that move for Dallas. Let's get into the other move that perhaps uh, we don't like as much for Dallas. Uh, with the fourth overall pick, the, the Washington Mystics, who again got this pick um, from the Atlanta Dream last year for trading down from the number one overall selection, who which that pick they got from the LA Sparks the year before. Um, so they've kind of rolled this pick over for a few years and gotten some great talent and some great value out of it. And this one is... Um, just an amazing move, in my opinion, for Mike Tebow. He continues to do this. He can't keep getting away with it. I don't know, but Mike and Eric Tebow pull off. A no- he this. can't keep getting away with it. Actually, I'm fine with it because I live in D.C., so this is great stuff for me. But so they they draft Stephanie Suarez from Iowa State, uh, a center front who has you know a really high ceiling, amazing stuff that she can do. But she can be hurt all year, so yeah. the Mystics take her. And then immediately move her to Dallas for a future first round pick in 2025 from Atlanta that the Wings picked up this offseason in the Alicia Gray trade and a 2024 second round pick. Um, both those picks, I think, could be really good players considering how deep the 2024 draft is looking. And then if some of those players do not come out that we're thinking about in 2024, some people such as Caitlin Clark, Paige Beckers, Haley Van Lith bunch of great college players if those players don't angel come reese. out angel reese uh those players don't come out in 2024 guess what they come out in 2025 and 2025 
I'm pretty sure those players do not have a COVID year. So that's a li- like Olivia Miles, Sonia Citrone, AZ Fudd. AZ Fudd. Those players are coming out in 2025. So that 2025 draft could be unbelievable. And the 2024 draft could be deep enough that that second round pick that uh, the the Mystics get from Wings is also super valuable for a player that with I, I can almost guarantee you Washington did not want. Unbelievable stuff for Mike Tebow. Yeah, and I mean, I know you have some insight into the Mystics front office, and you were texting some people last night, and I, I want to. I had no insight into that with that happening. Well, yeah, no insight to it happening, but to to, to the kind of, uh, I mean, your your immediate look at me when it was announced, uh, just was, and I'm like, really didn't grasp the situation of like how how smart this was i mean like it's it's essentially it's like we have a we have a a great roster right now we 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 did super well last year shakira awesome and you know what's down the horizon and i mean you're really setting up you know new head coach eric diebel to to be in a spot to grow with this team and to get better in the next coming years it's it's fantastic so um it's it's hard to say uh a team who didn't have a first round pick um, did exceptionally well in a draft, um, you know, because they don't have one now. They traded away, but they did. They, no, they did an amazing job. And like, especially for this team that, you know, by and large for um, the, the mystics is totally set. Like the, the roster is almost completely set and, you know, they just, I, I don't know how they continue to pull this stuff off. I mean, I feel like, we heard all those rumblings of the Suarez interest and I'm guessing, and I, it didn't come from me cause I don't do the reporting at this point, but I, it seemed like the mystics were kind of pushing that out there to say, to show how much they really like Suarez so that the wings would think they were really like Suarez. And then once they took her, that's kind of when the move came together again, no inside information, just kind of reading the tea leaves and, and guessing what happened. Just like, an unbelievable move. I just think it was such a great move. And hey, look, maybe it doesn't work out, right? Maybe maybe the, the Mystic second round pick next year doesn't make the team. Maybe the first round pick turns out to be like the tenth pick, and it's not a difference maker. Okay, still from an asset perspective, yes, asset. Yep. From an asset perspective, to take this pick that you did not, you didn't see anyone helping you this year, and turning it into some future assets. That's what you want to see. And it's not like in the way that. And no offense to Dallas, because I actually kind of like what they've done, but like Dallas kind of is turning into turning too much of those things into future picks mystics taking picks, turning into future picks. That's really difficult to do in this league. And it doesn't happen very often. It seems to really only happen for the mystics. So I'm just, uh, I'm stunned and floored by what they did. Uh, as per usual, Mike Tebow's a wizard. I want to be, I want to ask you a question and like, just like, I want, and I mean this in the nicest way is Stephanie Soros in your mind worth a, future first and a future second knowing the context of who is going to be coming out in these next two drafts no i mean frankly yeah. no no one is like i went and that's why i was shocked wow no one is in this draft i would not have traded any future first round assets for any any players in this draft and not to say like maybe the, boston oh yeah i mean yeah. like yeah the players yeah. you couldn't trade for yes yeah okay okay yeah it's one or, kind of like a blanket statement i'm sorry, sorry i'm sorry one one two maybe even three maybe give up, but not even because you can't even protect the picks. So like, yeah. to me, I'm not doing that because like, I, I love Maddie Segris and I love Diamond Miller. Leah Boston's different, but you couldn't get her. That was ungettable. Yeah. There was no way to get her. Yeah. So I don't think any of the players in this draft are worth giving up the future, you know, just the, the potential yeah. value. Yeah. It's not even close. It's not even, and then yeah. it's not to say that those, these players are so much better coming out. It's just like, the future value of a pick is worth so much just to say we have a pick and just to be able to use this pick in the future, right? Now the Mystics can take this 2025 pick yeah. and trade it for someone who maybe could be an impact player next offseason in terms of a veteran. Yeah, and mind you, like, the Mystics are not going to be a lottery team. They are going to be, a, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, outside of the top two, uh, we got to come up with a name for the top two, um, like, the outside of the super teams. Right. They are a contender. Like, like, so having these picks and still being able to put an incredible product on the court. Um, as a Houston Rockets fan, this is something I have no context about. <laughs> like, you know, so yeah, I'm incredible. 
this is i mean this is like stuff that really happens where, where a team this good who they've made the they made the, the playoffs um you know they made they made the playoffs uh last year and they still get this pick and then yeah. the year the year before um getting that um pick from for getting the number one overall selection i mean that's just it, it's a great um franchise in terms of that and and they have turned it into stuff and i think with the land Deldon's health coming back That'd be great for them. Let's let's talk about it though from the Dallas side. I know I get I get really caught up in the Mystics, obviously. Um, but for Dallas, so they make this move. Yeah. And I kind of understand the idea here in terms of we have a billion first round picks already. Yeah. Going forward and now, you know, we we have a we have a treasure trove. This player is someone that if they hit is a tremendous piece, right? Yeah. If, if the theory of Stephanie Suarez comes true, she's a three-point shooter. She can play, you know, out in as well as in out. And she can be just a tremendous rim protector. You've created someone that is, uh, you know, the, the center you have now, Tierra McCowan, with a wider skill set. Yeah. If it hits. So yeah. I understand take I'm, understand taking the flyer there. I think they gave up too much. But if they really like her, I do understand it. Yeah. And – and we're talking about somebody who's like played half a season at the D1 level. 294 minutes at D1. So, and she was incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, did fantastic. So, the potential for growth is still there. Um, I mean, you know where I stand. Like, I didn't like the Sobley pick last year. I don't like picking injured players. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't. And it's a bad sign of things to come. Um, just in general, but if, like you said, if it, if it works out, stays healthy and continues to grow as a player, um, definitely has a high ceiling. So, um, I'm with it. I, I just would not have, I'm, I don't want to be mean to Dallas. I just, I just wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it either, but they yeah. do. And look, this Dallas, let me, I'm, I'll look at it. It's up. a risk. It's an absolute risk, but I, I, I kind of get where they're coming from because they don't, they want to be more set up, I believe, going forward in terms of in terms of where they're going to be. They don't want to have. I don't think they want to continue having all of these picks. It is the, is their issue? But they still have two next two first rounders next year. So they still have two first rounders next year, and the following year, I believe they only have their own now. Yeah, so they only have their own in twenty twenty five, but still, like that's. That's a lot of picks, right? That's a lot of picks for a team to have. So I understand the the mentality of it of like this player, we can get her in yeah. and and see what she's like, and then not have to have her on the roster this year because someone's getting cut from these teams, right? Not everyone can make a team. Um, so I I get it, but I I don't think I would have ended up doing it. Then like right after that, the the next pick was also kind of a shocker, um, with uh, Lou Lopez Genichal going fifth. Yeah. And, you know, hey, I'm a big Lou fan, 44% from three this year. UConn player, like, great, you know, UConn players get, get a lot of benefit of the doubt from me because they play um, in, in, in a pro system. She can hit uh, pull-ups. She can hit uh, catch-and-shoots. One of the best shooters in the draft, and for my money, the second-best shooter in the draft. But she is a really, really good shooter, and they wanted someone who I think could, could do exactly what she wanted, and just taking her fifth. I don't know. Maybe other teams were higher on her. I didn't have her that high. So yeah. maybe maybe they were forced to take her there in case they would miss. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know what the alternative is with, you know, as far as like what they were looking for. Because, um, I mean, they were able to, to get some players late that were still around that I probably didn't see. Mm-hmm. But um, I also think mm-hmm. Lou, like just from just from her like come up, I mean, you were talking about a player from Fairfield who and we thought her collegiate career was over. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not expect what she was going to do at UConn. Um, complete surprise. I mean, she might have been the – I mean, might have been. She was the best offensive player on the team. That year, yeah. Year. Yeah, I think yeah. that's fair, sir. And I, the potential is is up there. I've been saying potential way too much. but That's the draft, baby. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just so damn proud of Lou. That is so, awesome. so, so sick. And I hope, I hope she tears it up. I mean, I, I still got to look at like the whole composition of this roster to understand like exactly how she fits. 
Um, but the good thing about her game is she she can really play off ball well. Like, I think that was the problem with, you know, the Marina Arike minutes. It's, I think those players are most successful when they both have mm-hmm. the ball in their hand and were able to create. Uh, Lou is going to be moving around screens constantly, uh, you know, setting herself up for open shots. And um, Arika is definitely a much better passer than she gets credit for. Uh, I mean, she's going to love finding Lou in the corner. Um, so I, I'm with it. I think this is probably my favorite pick of Dallas. Yeah. No, I, I think, look, and this is something I always say pretty much every year is like, oh, a lot of people like say, oh, that's a stretch, right? Like, that's a reach. Oh, you reach. Like, that player would have been available later. It's like, I don't care about that. If the player, if you pick a player that's a player you like and that's a player you think is going to be really good in your system, I don't care where you pick them. Yeah. Like, hey, maybe there's an opportunity cost here, right? Like, they, they did have to give up the opportunity of taking a Haley Jones, a Grace Berger, um, but you know, they, they ended up getting the people I think they really liked and maybe they saw, you know, they have more Intel than us. So they probably heard someone else is interested in Lou between six and 11 and they had the 11th pick and they said, Hey, we have to grab her now. We don't care if it's reach. That's our girl. So I just think it's, it's, um, it doesn't matter what, what pick she got selected at. I think she's going to be helpful for them. Yeah. I'm just interested to see how, how quickly she develops and, you know, like you're saying, like this roster is um, interesting. Like we are going to see, I mean, it's it's looking like, you know, you just look at it, Charlie Collier probably not going to be on this roster next year. Um, that's the number one pick that they had before. You know, you look at Jasmine Dickey, is that player is going to stick around here now? Because they have three picks and they currently have 11 players on the roster. One of them is a training camp contract. And then the, so we have two players basically that have to get, they're going to have to move in order to get all three of these draft picks in. So interesting state of the roster. I think they did get shooters there that play off the ball, which yeah. as you mentioned is huge for a weekend. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, to me, I kind of wanted them to take like a more of a slasher. Yeah. Um, I mean, they lose, they lose Thornton, but you have Howard, but Howard's not really a slasher. Not, not a bad cutter. Yeah. But, this is where I think somebody like Jordan Horston um, would have been a solid pick for Dallas. I think Jordan Horston has a lot of potential. I'm not as high on her as other people were. Um, like, if I don't think she was the best player on her Tennessee team. No. But I think that's something that they are going to be missing. Um, and, I mean, granted, sadly, has been hurt a mm-hmm. lot. Uh, so, you know, who knows? But um, still... You you get third, fourth, fifth pick, and then now uh, and then you get eleven when and you take another white shooter. So um, they just like they took Abby Myers eleventh, and and I think calling her a shooter is a little bit like she's Lou, a score. Yeah, lose a shooter. Yeah, I would say Abby's Abby's a dog, man. Yeah, Abby's a score. Abby's a dog. Like she is just someone who's gonna do anything for your team. Like and you know one of the people also that can get in a fight for your team. Like I just think she's a toughie, and I, I love the way she plays basketball. I was pretty. Sh- I was not shocked. Because we, we had talked about her in the first round. Like, it wasn't crazy for them yeah. to pick her in the first round. But um, I would say that it was a little surprising. And then, you know, just to wrap up at Dallas's draft, Ashley Jones in the second round. And and shout star guy Calvin Wetzel. Paige Robinson of Illinois State yes. in the third round, baby. Let's go, Red Paige. Birds. Let's go, go birds. Red Birds. Go birds. We, we, are, we are the Red Bird faithful here on the Her Hoop Stats podcast. Um, but, man, at Dallas's draft – as always, interesting. Yeah. We we knew it was going to happen. That was another thing we knew was going to happen. Yes. Dallas or Indiana are going to do something that makes you go, wow. And it wasn't Indiana this year. It really was. <laughs> Good for them. Yes. Lynn Dunn, baby. Yes. yes Lynn yes, Dunn yes, getting yes. it done. Um, but, yeah, so I think uh, I, I think we're, we're good on Dallas. Let's move on to some of our, our um, questions here that I have. So my first question, Dano to use who do you think which player ended up in the in a really good situation for them who has the best fit for a pick in a team oh i mean i I mean part of me wants to say diamond miller right um i think that just kind of works for her uh Mm -hmm. with everything we talked about before and, and the opportunity to play with some extremely talented players and and a coach that will kind of let her like be her yeah but uh 
really just like Lou. You like Lou? I like Lou. Wow. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's a great, it is a great fit. You know, you're right. You're right about that. I mean, shooters, man. I love shooters. Yeah. I love offense. Well, and like specifically, right? Like that is what we talked about Dallas. They needed someone like her and she's going to come in and just be able to do what she's good at. Yeah. And I think that's, 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 that's a great point. I love Diamond as well. I think her there with Ariel Powers, Kayla McBride and Cheryl Reeve, like so fun. she's going to be put into some great positions. I mean, she's going to come off those iris and cuts rip through go right to the basket which is what she did in college and she had even more space to do that with shooters coming off man like i think she's gonna learn a lot more about how to play the position that they need her to play which is kind of like a point forward ish yeah thing. i think she's gonna have a lot more reps than that and it's gonna be awesome to see so i'm, I'm excited for her my pick though yeah and this is one that we got really excited about during the draft Haley jones to atlanta yes i yes. thought yes Yes. You know, yes. I hadn't I hadn't considered her getting to six because she was someone that we didn't see dropping. And we're we're fans of Haley and she's a great player. Mm-hmm. Honestly, may have had the most fun of anyone at this draft. Got her camcorder at the Empire State Building, you know, yes. uh just like talking to everyone. Like she was she kind of felt like the mayor. Like she, you know, she came up to Taylor Mike Cell, and I guess they had talked about their outfits before. And she goes, Taylor, you know, the outfit really came together. And I was like, yeah. she's so cool. And like, I don't know, I really like we we all we've all fallen in love with Haley. I think her in Atlanta, yeah, perfect fit, right? Like being that point forward with Ryan Howard and everything they want to have going. I think it's a great landing spot. You know, um, and because we've talked about this a little bit before, and I mean, you you brought up Haley being a fit um, at a lot of different teams, um, but you said Atlanta yesterday. But I was kind of hoping for for Dallas, mm-hmm. um, just because I I guess I was hoping that you'd just go higher. But like thinking about it holistically and and like what they're building there and the the culture of that team it's like it's young but it's like exciting energy and a really awesome opportunity for i mean like you told me two years ago you're getting Haley jones and the sixth pick in the draft like i'm blue yeah so i mean i think a lot of us kind of fell into uh, a a thought process of of looking at this season um only but like Haley Haley could be could be the best player to come out of this draft absolutely um, and I I wouldn't be shocked yeah um maybe best IQ in this draft too like best uh basketball IQ I mean um yeah and why didn't she did go to Stanford <laughs> yeah she's up there too. I mean Haley I mean I Hard to find people as good at everything as Haley Jones yeah. is. Like she's so much better at podcasting than us. It's not fair. Yeah, yeah. It's not fair, Haley. Like stop it. Yeah. Um. Regardless, it's a great podcast. Yeah. You guys should listen to that. Yeah. Great call. Time. Great fit though. Yeah. Um. Like but like, man, I just really, I really love. Um. In terms of the basketball fit too, like they need a point guard. Not that Ari McDonald's not good. Just like she's not necessarily the type of player who who kind of runs the offense as much. I think Haley's the type of player who runs the offense. And fits alongside Ryan Howard. Yeah. And you tell and and you said it like, hey, if you told me two years ago you get Haley Jones six pick. If you told me two years ago as Atlanta where we were that yeah. we're gonna get Ryan Howard and Haley Jones after having the number three and number six picks in the draft, that's what they had. They had the three pick they traded up. Yeah. So like, man, I'm just like I'm so impressed by by uh, what they've done. Dan Padover in in a few years and Tanisha Wright in Atlanta. I just I think Haley's landing in a great spot, and I think it goes back to something I, I always talk about on here. In life and in basketball, your success is so determined by your situation and the people around you. And she is going to a place in a situation and the people that can make her successful. Yeah. And so I think a lot of those concerns about her shooting, her finishing, what she did this year, how she struggled, yada yada. Well, hey. Now you're in a place that can get rid of those concerns and help you and make you better. And she's going to get better. I mean, she's, she's just that type of person. I'd say all these players are going to get much better. That's that's why they're in the that's why they're picked in the first round of the draft, right? For sure. So I'm I'm really stoked for her just in terms of landing in the right spot because hey, look in, in your life, in the draftees' life, everywhere situation and who's who you're around matters. Yeah, that's why I keep you around. Oh man, that's why I keep Dana around. Um, no, but I was also going to say like. If shooting is the biggest thing to harp on with a player, like that's like the easiest teachable thing. And I know I said I love shooters before, um, but like I don't mean to bring up an NBA comp. Like I know people hate 
when people do that, but like look at Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Was one of the worst shooters I've ever seen. And now like an absolute consistent threat from three. Like that if that's what you have to worry about her development, you're fine. Like she can correct that in an offseason, in my opinion. It just it just I mean, she wasn't really asked to do that at Stanford either. I th- um yeah. No, I agree. And so I so with shooting. Actually, disagree. I think shooting's really tough to teach, right? Gabe, I'll I'll take you out to St. Catharines Park. Look, twenty minutes, and I'll make you the best shooter uh, in the East Side of Manhattan. Uh, look, I, you gotta teach me how to do that because I, I love my team. My team's great, great guys. We practice shooting so hard. They we they work their butts off, and we just not get better at shooting throughout the season. So hopefully during the off season we do that. As Mike Neighbors told us, yeah, at the Final Four, we're not we're good at shooting. We're bad at making. So maybe maybe Haley Jones just bad at me. But honestly, here's the thing with Haley Jones that I want to point out. Um, when you look at players that have a large volume of, of threes, mm-hmm. you can kind of determine how good they're going to be going forward. So if you've taken like 100 threes a year or even 100 threes in one season, mm-hmm. we can kind of see like how good you're going to be in terms of like, did you get to a point where you could be a good shooter? Haley has such small volume mm-hmm. that it can get much better with a lot more game reps, a lot more practice with it, a lot more focus on it, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Someone like a Jackie Young comes to mind. Jackie mm-hmm. Young at Notre Dame, mm-hmm. she saw she shot a really good percentage in her senior year, but it was on like, I don't know, 25 attempts, like very, very few attempts. So when you look at that low volume, you can say, hey, there is growth potential there. Yeah. And same with someone like a Grace Berger. I think that's also mm-hmm. one of the thought process. Yeah. She, thought, she shot 40% on like, yeah. I don't know, 30 attempts. That's another part of the thought process of like those low volume shooters have more of a way to get better in the yeah. pros. Yeah. Valid. I, I, I didn't, I, I love that Jackie Young comparison. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to believe that she looking at her season last year, like that she only took 25 threes as a senior. Um, what a fun Notre Dame team. Oh man. Yeah. What an amazing team. Yeah. God. What an amazing team. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's keep going. Karina. I don't know. What did I, what did I sound like? What sounds like a me problem? Uh, but anyways, yeah, Karina, we're we're gonna give you we're gonna give Leticia Amy here a shout out here. We're, we yeah, she I think it's a good pick. I think I think that's another player that's landing in a good spot. She can learn from Unique Billings. I think that's kind of the player she's gonna be more or less like. And hey, get the ball in her hands a little bit more because there was not a lot of ball to go around at South Carolina. Develop that offensive game, um, and, and you know get even better. But I think her defense is gonna be an absolute problem in the WNBA and her length. All right, let's let's keep it rolling here because we've yeah. obviously. We're windbags. We talk a lot. Let's talk about who we think is going to be rookie of the year. Oh yeah, um, easy. Uh, not easy actually. Well, so I give the. You want to give the hard answer, or the easy answer. Um, you go first. Okay, I just Aaliyah Blossom. She's just gonna. Yeah. She's gonna have the most opportunities. She's gonna have the biggest name recognition, and I think she's gonna be in a situation where she's gonna be relied upon the most. I could see her struggling offensively in her rookie year but honestly i think she's going to be able to grab rebounds and play such good defense that if people really pay attention to her i'm guessing she's going to have uh the best or most productive rookie season just because of all the opportunities she's going to get okay i'm gonna i'm gonna also you know be annoying and drop an nba reference okay the michael carter williams rookie of the year award like great great stats awful team um jordan horse in seattle yeah like She's going to play. She's going to play. And she's going to have a lot of opportunities to do things. Uh, aside of, I mean, like, who else do they have scoring? Uh, I mean, well, Gabby Williams isn't coming back. Sue Bird's not coming back. Brianna's so, not coming back. Yeah, I got their starting five as Kia Nurse, Jewel Lloyd, Sammy Whitcomb, Ezzy Magrigore, Mercedes Russell. And then their bench is, uh, uh, no offense to any of these players, kind of a mess. Like, it's just not, there's players that haven't been in the league for a little bit. Maybe Jade Melbourne comes over, but I'm with you. I mean, like, especially because, I don't think Seattle's gonna be that bad. Yeah, yeah. I think they're gonna yeah. be a lottery team. I think they're gonna challenge for the. Do they make the playoffs? You're asking me. You're asking me May questions in April, buddy. My bad. My bad. I mean, you're asking. I I, I don't think so though. Okay. I, if I had the like, initial gut check, I don't think they make the playoffs. Yeah. I think they're probably the, the the last team out. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. But if, if say they start off bad, like if I'm a team, I'm worried about developing my young talent, mm-hmm. right? Like if the writing's on the wall, we're not making the playoffs. Like let's get Jordan Horst some reps. Um, do I think she can average 
you know, 12 and 12 and five. I don't think so. But like, I, I don't see any of these. I could see her doing that. I don't know. But I, it's hard to see any of these rookies stepping into a role like, like uh, some of the rookies we've had yes. in recent years. Like Ryan Howard was anointed, like yeah. the probably highest usage percentage of a rookie we've seen since Candace Parker or something, you know, I like she was shooting more shots than anybody on her team. And that doesn't normally happen in what, uh, what year are we in? 2023 like that was Ryan yeah. Howard's season was awesome yeah um, Ryan and Shakira had yeah oh my god legendary rookie years and Alyssa had a good year too it just got lost in the shuffle with those two yeah so I mean like it's it's hard um I don't I guess it's hard to compare them to other years but yeah I mean I think Boston's a safe pick you're right yeah so no but I, I like Corston too because you're like yeah. you know she is going to get opportunity there they don't have that sort of athletic um the athlete on the and, and it, most positions, I mean, Jewel Lloyd obviously is there, but she yeah. and also I really love the idea of uh Horston learning from Lloyd. Um, mm. with all her athleticism, she just needs some some a, more more of a move set, more of a way to get um to her spots, and obviously more shooting. And I think those three things are something that Jewel, yeah, got better Talk at. About a pull up queen, my god, and that's what yeah. she, and that's who she needs to learn from. So, yeah, I, I know I think Horston uh, has a shot at rookie of the year as well. Um, you know, but I definitely I have Boston up top. I could see Seegers doing it. Hey man, why don't we give Ooh. some Haley, Haley Jones? Haley Jones a little love. Haley, jo- oh. Haley Jones. I mean, really? I mean, you're talking about could step she, into the starting lineup. She averages what? Uh, she averaged what? Ten boards last year. Um, seven assists. No, it might be too high. Five. I don't know. She's not going to have two giants in the paint. <sighs> yeah. I. Yeah. <sighs> I, I want to see that I want to see it translate. I mean, she's probably the person I'm most intrigued by. So yep. yeah, I can see it. I can see it. But Boston's a safe play. If, I mean, I'm a betting man, and if I were to bet, <laughs> um, I mean, if I were to set odds, she would be the, the odds-on favorite for sure. Yeah, Boston is a yeah, and she's gonna man. I'm excited to see Boston. Yeah. I'm excited to see Boston. But it's it's just like a player we know so much about. But yeah, I think Jones up there, Horston up there. Hopefully, and I'm sure there's gonna be someone that comes in from left field as well. Um, speaking of left field, steal of the draft. Let's let's uh, dive a little deeper. I would say, so preliminarily, I would say Jordan Horston is a steal of the draft. I had her at um, the fourth pick. She she drops down to nine. I think Seattle did a great job of, of snagging that talent and that potential. Um, but I we kind of want to dig a little deeper here. So who who is your steal of the draft, or do you want me to go first? Um, yeah, can we? Should we keep it out of round? Let's keep it out of round one. Out of like round just, one. Just, I mean, and uh, granted, like we know that not every player is going to make a roster, yeah. but you know, let's say in a perfect world they do. Or, I mean, it's a stash player and you play later. But yeah, so yeah, let's keep it round two. Okay. Um. You know, this is completely vibes, um, and I and I think I I'm changing my pick from what I when I discussed with you okay. earlier and what I said last night. Sure, these are vibes. This is this is probably like if we had a, a dog of the year, like dog got that dog in her, like absolutely. Um she she caught me off guard yesterday. Um she called me out for asking how I knew she would be okay on the top of the Empire State Building. Alexis Morris, if she can make that roster, like I know I know it's gonna be hard. But she she has the confidence. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, there's no that is unquestionable. Yes. She absolutely has the confidence. She has the confidence. Um, has has like the the ability to manage a game like not a lot of other point guards do. Um, I think Henny also had that ability, right? Mm-hmm. Like really control the pace. Um, doesn't have to score, but can um, can score anytime she wants. Uh, and like, it may be redundant with Nia Clouden. I think they're very, I think they're actually different. You think they're different enough? Yeah. I mean, they're both small, but I mean, Nia is more of a, a shooter pull up type of player. Uh, I mean, I'm a uh, spot up type of player. Whereas Alexis has the pull up game. I think they're different enough. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I would love to see her make it. I told her mom, I'm going to Connecticut. I'm gonna take make sure that she's taken care of. Shout out Beaumont, Texas. Um, yeah, so maybe I'm going way off way off topic there. I mean, you could also no. say 
Bree Bill, who Holly just badgered about, yeah, really. about why she didn't score. And also, she was a 38% three-point shooter this year, just for the record, I thought. Um, but regardless, no, I, okay. so I, I love – I actually really like Alexis Morris. Cause I, I, so I have my, my depth charts here, and I'm looking around, and it's like – Is there a shot? I think there's a shot. I mean, I don't know. i got to look at the, the salary cap situation and see if they can carry 12 players. If they can carry 12 players, we have one, two, three, four, five, six players battling for a spot few of them like you know kiara smith was their own pick last year i would probably say morris has a better shot niara fields interesting prospect canadian player mm-hmm. um and then we have kiki herber harrington coming back and then you know victoria mccauley and ashton practical who i think they're just coming in to hang out for a brief week in oh, connecticut team. yeah coming out yeah just, they they, they want to go see the mohegan sun really oh yeah the, the taj mahal of a uh, southeastern connecticut casinos yeah, I mean, I don't mean to get in trouble with Connecticut fans here or the the uh, Mohegan Sun tribe, but like, I, I I need that team somewhere else in America. <laughs> I really do. I really do. I hope I never have to go back there, um, but I will. Um, I'll make Gabe go with me. But yeah, I mean, if if it works out, great. Um, really hope there's a spot for her. I mean, that team can be really fun this year. Yeah. It's gonna be so different um, without John Quell in the mix and. Um, I don't think they've ever really relied on on guard play too heavily in the last few years. Uh, but I mean, you have like one player that plays all five positions, anyways. So. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That's fine. Who's yours? Uh, so so I'm I'm looking. I just want to get some of their comments in here about Beal and hey, shout out to Maya Hirsch. She's not coming over this year, but shout out to Maya Hirsch. Yeah. But we have a lot of people saying Beal um, as as the player, and I think that's a great point. It's just it's um, you know. Hard. It, she has an uphill battle to make the roster. She's also a really good player. Yeah. Um, so I don't think they're – she's not – she's certainly not out of it. Um, Mark Schindler. Come on, Mark. God. You, Uncasville is the Vegas of the Northeast. Get him out of here. Uh, well, one, it's that's Atlantic City. but Yeah, really. Uh, yeah, gosh. Get out of Ohio for once. Get out of here. Clown. Get out of here. Just kidding, Mark. Hey, shouts to Zaya Cook, though. Toledo, Ohio forever. Uh, Zaya. Just like a personal oh love of mine. God, I, yeah. we didn't. It, she didn't we fit didn't, into. She didn't fit into any of the categories. But we have not talked about her. But like Mike. Oh yeah, you said the best fit, and you oh, said clutch yeah. performer. Yeah. God. Yeah. I just uh, love her yeah. so much. As the owner of a very large house on Zaya Cook Island, I'm elated. Um, I'm elated that she's gonna be uh, a first. She was a first round pick, and I was right on that. Is, I your, that is your house still as big on uh, Nia Cloud Nine Island? Uh, I had to get rid of some of it to buy some property on Zia Cook Island and various <laughs> other places. But we're diversifying. It's like I have my condo there. We're, we're okay. I think she's, you know, Nia's going to be great, man. Okay. The spot of she- All right. My steal of the yes. draft. Let's get to it. I have two because I like to cheat. I like Elena Chinecki at 20. I had her as a, as a first-round pick to the Mystics. Ooh. She's on the Mystics. Um, Look, I ain't going to. They need a guard. They need a guard. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, though. It's going to be tough for her to make the roster. She had to beat out some good players. It'd be in the Westbrook. Is on that list. Jasmine Jones on that list. Um, gonna have to beat out some really good players, but I love the way she operates in the pick and roll. I love that she can pull up from a, a, above the break on the three point line. Those two skills are like what you need to be a good backup point guard in the WNBA. And the Mystics need a good backup point guard. Um, so I think she can fill that role if she makes a team. I'm excited to just meet her in training camp too. I think she's just a dog and. You know, Jose Fernandez, Mr. Miami. Uh, he, he's even more Miami than me. Uh, it, it is down there at South More Florida. Miami than me. So I'm, I'm a huge fan. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I, I think she's going yeah. to – she has a shot. She has Definitely. a shot. But I think the player who actually is my steal of the draft, because I thought about last night, is Dorka Juhas. Dorka going oh, – I forget what number. She goes to the Minnesota Lynx in the second round at pick number four. So that's 16. 16th pick. Um She's so Maya Hirsch is as I mentioned staying in France for a season. So that big that you know they picked in the first round not going to be there. Can be more of a stash. They still have a need for these stretch bigs. There's there's never enough stretch bigs. Well, and they succeed sure. there. Well, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on her name. Okay. Oh, we're back, baby. Jesus Christ. We're back. Let's go. Uh-huh. The steal of the draft is us being able to come back on the stream yard after losing all connection in the house. Shout, shouts, uh, it's not the most uncomfortable city. <laughs> shouts the most uncomfortable city in the world. Also the best city in the world, somehow. Um, I, you know, hey, 
yeah, Phoenix, we're saved, baby. Oh, that's Tiger. My bad. Y'all got the same. I, I always just see the South Carolina stuff. Uh, love y'all. Love y'all. Um, all right. What, what were we talking about? Dorka. Dorka Yuhas. Yes. Um, I just think she she's the type of player that they love in Minnesota. She has a chance to make that roster. And she like the UConn players. I know every, everyone's going to want to hate this. I'm going to say this about the South Carolina players, too. Once, you know, program, we can say, oh, look at all these players. We probably say that now, too. But, like, UConn players just come into the league. They know what to do. And I, I think she is, like, a, the type of big that really could work there. And, hell, like, there's a chance she could be, like, their sixth, seventh player if she really works out, um, you know, with, with some of the questions they have in their front court. So that is, like, my – that's my steal – uh, along with Chineke, I just think Dorka has a better chance of making the roster. I'll throw one more second round pick at you. Sure. Um, just real quick, Kiana Trailer. Ah, um, uh, yeah. Like, uh, absolute stud. Um, yeah. Tweeted last night, love the pick. Maybe can make that Chicago Sky Ooh. roster. I, I think she's going to make the Chicago roster. Like, um, talk about improvement uh, over the last year. Um, was confident as hell. Uh, excited for her. Um, works extremely hard. Um, hoping for the best. Yeah, no, I think I think she's an awesome, awesome player. Kenny Brooks system, baby. It's our guy. Yeah. Okay. Hey. It's one of those days. Just one of those days. Just one of those days, guys. Uh but all right. Hey, Phoenix, we're back, baby. We're back. All right, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this yeah. up. All right. Finally, last question of the, the draft. I can't change the banner because we don't have internet. Uh we, we're going to talk about the winner of the draft. So, Dano, who's your winner of the draft? My winner of the draft. Oh, man, that's tough. It's fine. Um, Don Staley won. Yes. Uh, like, just God. I mean, if, you, if you're if you a recruit and you see that, like, ooh. She's going to be playing the video of this draft forever. Um. Yeah, five players. I think it's the fourth time in history that a team has sent five players in the draft. Um, but if I'm picking a team, I, I'm right between the Fever and no, you know, I'm gonna pick the Fever. I don't think I've ever yeah. shown Indiana like consistent love ever. But one, um, your fan base is probably hyped with the addition of Grace Berger. You get the absolute, Boston. Yeah, I mean the absolute number one pay of all time. And I think people number yours, yeah. number two, um you get one of the best shooters of all time. Yeah. I, I think Taylor Mikesell has that kind of potential. I think I think she's the absolute type of person who's get, who can come in and make that team and like make a big difference as a shooter because she just has that one magic skill. I'm picking the Washington Mystics without a first round pick because what they did was just I think such a great asset play. I think it was so them. I'm gonna I'll make a pick based on the draft picks. I love what the Lynx did. I think getting Diane Miller, getting Dorka Juhas, getting Maya Hirsch, who could be a really really good player down the line. Very on brand for Minnesota and getting giving Cheryl Reeve those toys, you know, kind of feels like they've reloaded a little bit. And, you know, going forward, we'll see uh, what else they can do. So for Dano, I'm Gabe. Uh, we we got to we got to do something. We got to get out of here because uh, the basketball gods are telling us that yeah. it's time to wrap up. We've been here like all of March. We've been doing so much stuff talking about college hoops. Uh, it's just going to go right into the WNBA season. We'll be right back. Uh by the time the season starts, uh, make sure you check out Courtside with Christy and Gabe. Probably be back next week. And then, obviously, dice it up with Dano and Ice. And also, check out some – we're going to have some more content coming from the Final oh, Four. Yeah, we have some great interviews that we're dropping uh, here soon. Um, also, uh, Gabe and I might be making a little road trip through some uh, ACC, SEC country next year. Uh, doing some really cool content with – uh, some awesome programs yeah. and coaches, maybe a little golf, maybe a little golf with some head coaches. Uh, maybe me trying to guard uh, a couple D one players getting cooked. Mm, can't wait to see that. Um, yeah, we love seeing a uh, self deprecating uh, deprecating humor for myself. Um, but Gabe, um, always a pleasure. Thanks for coming to New York. Thanks for staying in our guest room. Dude, slash office. Time. 
it's a it's a great time when we get to hang out when you get to do stuff with like your actual friends like it's yeah. it's super dope so um we hope you guys enjoy it we hope you guys are you, you guys are also our real friends like we're all internet friends here guys um so let us know if you got any ideas for a road trip in the off season and let us know if you're going to any WNBA games there's a chance we might be at them so for dano and gabe we'll talk to you soon you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.